Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. And together we make BS in the Morning. You are listening to BS in the Morning. This is BS in the Morning. You can listen to us online at bsinthemorning.show. Or you can listen to us online at westplex1071.com. Hi, Brad. How are you today? Phil McCracken, Suk Mahidik, Ophelia McHawk, Eileen Dover, Don Kedick, Wayne Kerr, Aaron Sorkin. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. Don't you know who I am? I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> oh, I rue the day that I actually, those words came out of my mouth. I'm sorry. That's, what, that's my all-time favorite. <laughs> huh? That's my all-time favorite. My all-time favorite. Yes, it is my all-time favorite. It is 614. You did a nice job. I just testing you out, see if you can you know, handle it by yourself. Because, you know, one of these days, one of these days... Um, when I go to that, that radio spot down below where all the transmitters are cooking at 150 degrees and, you know, there's fire and brimstone and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I won't be around anymore and I need you to carry the torch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't know how to work the board. <laughs> Jamie Almond to teach you. No problem. He'll take... I was just thinking that exact same thing. <laughs> Jamie Almond will teach you. Uh, it is 6.15, as Shelly said. Did you say it was 6.15? Or did I say I didn't, but I thought it really loud. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it really loud. Didn't come through. All sorts of goofy things. We'll talk about, you know, if you watch the, uh, listen to the uh, President Biden speech yesterday, there's a bunch of things he didn't bring up, and uh, we'll talk about those this morning. As far as the things that are going to happen with, with the new COVID-19 restrictions and things like that. Um, new COVID-19 restrictions in St. Louis County or? Well, no, federal. There's new federal regular. You know, did you, you didn't listen to the speech yesterday? No, I was um, preoccupied. Right, right. There's all sorts of new rules and regulations. And he's essentially saying that he's coming for all the Republican governments, governors. He's going to get them. He's, that's what he said. He didn't name them by Republicans. but Because you know, of COVID restrictions? I, you know what? I, I To the point where I'm just like scratching But they my are head. a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. Well, it's to the point where, um, I, you know, I, I guess the, we're coming up on, it's going to be, think about it. Today's double Come digits. On, get it out. Today's, double, okay. today's double digits in, in January. I mean, it's September. Okay, it's September 10th. Okay, we're a third yeah, of the it, way it through. It is September, Brad. We're, we're the third of the way through September. Okay. And then it's October, November, December, January, February, and then we're back where we were two years ago. And I don't think that anything's going to get any better. I think it's going to get worse, to be honest with you. I really do. I have to be a pessimist. You've said that before. And I've been right. I mean, I, you know, because everybody, can, well, another three months and think, you know, it's just like, okay, here we go again. And they keep battling this out in St. Louis County with the masks. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And you know what? I'm not one of these, they're the people, and you know who I'm talking about, they're the people that won't get vaccinated, won't get a mask just because it's like their political thing. And you know what, to a certain extent, I get that, but that's not my bag. You know, I mean, it's, 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 to, it's to, to, even to the point where I heard an interesting commentary yesterday of all, of all things about Howard Stern and talking about how when people get rich and famous, 
they they lose their roots. And this guy talked about how Howard Stern has lost his roots. And it was interesting because Howard Stern used to be the the guy's guy. He was, you know, he made fun of of, you know, anybody in power. He made fun of them. You know, if and he made fun of stupid regulations and he made fun of this, made fun of that. And he was like, you know, the anti the anti, you know, uh, the government guy. You know, he was the guy. If you watch the anti Howard. Well, no, he was just the guy. He was just like that. That's how he grew his his fan base. Is that he said the things that most people were thinking, but they wouldn't say. You know what I'm saying? He's he, it came out of I his do, mouth. Actually, and that was the interesting thing that when he was when he would do an interview, he would ask questions that no other interviewer would ask. I can remember some incredible interviews he did with Donald Trump back in the day. I mean, you know, before Donald Trump was the president. And what's interesting was, I don't know if you heard this story or not, that that when uh, when Donald Trump declared his candidacy for the presidency, and then when people started to take him seriously, the, the, uh, the Biden, not, not with the Biden, at the time it was the Hillary campaign, went to Howard Stern and said, we want the old tapes of the Donald Trump interviews because they were going to cut them up and all these crazy things that Donald Trump had said on the Howard Stern show, they were going to use them in campaign ads against Trump, and he refused. He says, no, sorry, I'm not letting you have the tapes. And it wasn't because he hated well, good Trump. For him. Well, it wasn't because he hated Trump. It wasn't because he, he liked liked or, or hated uh, you know uh, uh, Hillary. He this just didn't want to have his words used against anybody. You know what I mean? He just yes. he, he didn't he didn't want anybody saying, well, Howard Stern said this, and when so and so was on Howard Stern's show, they said this. So the, I'm leading up to what happened the other day, where he came on the air and 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 he came on the air after his two month vacation. He's making like a hundred million dollars a year, and he needs a two month vacation. That bothers me, you know, for a number of different reasons. If you need a two month vacation, you don't need to be in the radio business anymore. I mean, you just don't. You just you should find something else to do. You know, become a politician or become a school teacher. Become where you, a power t- politician or what? A school bus driver? No, a school teacher. Because because oh, stop it. No, seriously. But they oh, get, here we go. Okay. No, no. But the point being, up. he came on the air the other day and made fun of all these radio guys who recently died, and said Aww. they were against like Phil Valentine. There's been like three or four of them. These radio talk show hosts, the conservative guys, go. Oh, I'm not getting that vaccine, and then they died. They died of COVID. And he's like, and he's like, he served them right. Served them right. You know, once again, if you ever hear me do this, you have you have my permission. To, to throat punch you? No, no, to to stand in a parking lot and you can run me over with your car and you just just kill me because I, you know if I ever make the comments about things about about like well I hope this person dies I would never say that you know because no I don't think you would that's well, really not how you I roll mean, anybody who's you know who's been like my enemy or been against me throughout the years I don't wish them ill health. I don't wish yeah. them death. Yeah. I don't wish them anything like that. You know, I may not agree with them. They may not be, you know, friendly to me, like like Brian Dickerson. You know, I'd never wish him death. I'd never wish him ill ill will. You know, to the point where where it's to the point where it's like, you know, okay, dude, whatever. You know, I mean, you're a jerk, but you know, I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously. And 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 what the point of this guy was saying that Howard Stern has become. Howard Stern was always anti the man. Howard Stern has become the man. What you most resist, you become. Well, because of the fact that he was this upstart. If you watch the movie, and you know, honest to goodness, the movie's pretty good. 
And everybody made what private part? Yeah, everybody made fun of the movie when it first came out. Oh, Howard Stern, he's how can he? You know, and he was pretty good in the movie. And it was it was his life story. And once again, he was he was fighting. He was he was he was pedaling uphill his entire career until he got to a point where he ended up in D.C. That's where his career really started to take off. And then he get gets fired in D.C. And I don't know if I ever told you. Did I ever tell you the story about how Smash was supposed to be his his partner? Did I ever tell you the story? No. Yeah, Smash told me this. It was pretty interesting. He got hired at DC 101 to be uh, Howard Stern's partner. And the day that Smash showed up at the radio station was the day they fired Howard Stern. And he's like, okay, so what do I do now? I'm his partner in the morning. Or I think he was doing afternoons at the time. Anyway, the point being, now Howard Stern has become the man. He lives in a high-rise, he has a condo, you know, expensive condo. He has a house in the Hamptons. He takes two months off. He's partying with all the elite. He knows, you know, President Biden. He's good friends with President Biden. Once again, he's become the man. The guy who who ruled, who railed against the man, has now become the man, if you know what I'm saying. The man meaning, you know what I'm yes. saying. The man meaning, like, you know, like the elite people. He's become one of them. It's like, it's I, the same thing. I, on a local basis, I, I say the same thing happened to J.C. Corcoran. J.C. Corcoran was, was funny, and he was irreverent because he was like the guy you can identify with. He was the guy that did the crazy stuff like, you know, you know, showing up uh, years ago at the Camo X remote broadcast uh, at the VP fair and trying to get on the air on Camo X. You know, I mean, things like that. And he got thrown out by the security guards. People go, yeah. And now J.C., what does he want to do? All he wants to do is like rub elbows with the stars. He wants to interview, oh, when I interviewed so-and-so, when I interviewed so-and-so, when I interviewed so-and-so. He wants to name drop. Well, but it's like the promo that they're running on Tracy's station, 93, Real Talk 93.3, uh, Eric Naputi, who, quite honestly, I think is a good guy. I like the guy. I'm not 100% behind all the things he says because I think there's some things he said that are sort of like, ah, I wouldn't be saying that. But he runs this promo talking about, hey, I know all these people. I know all these. I know Deion Sanders, and I know... I'm like, okay, so what? You know, I mean, who's doing this? Is it Eric Naputi or is yeah, it J.C. No, Corcoran? No, Eric Naputi's doing that. But J.C. Corcoran, yeah, he is. He's been doing that since but, the beginning. But J.C. Corcoran did the same thing. He started out as the average Joe, and then he turned into like, oh, got it. That's the yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I was like, and and I don't understand the uh, when when J.C. became the entertainment reporter. Then because you know, once again, he's not kind of like Radio Poop. It's an entertainment site. I don't think that's entertainment site. <laughs> it's not intended to be an entertainment. Well, it is intended to be entertainment, but, but yes, it is. But once again, the reason very I very well written, by the way. The reason I started radiopoop.com is because nobody talks about the radio business anymore. And once they ag- don't. And once again, it's to the point where, okay, there's a thriving radio industry here in St. Louis. There's a lot of talented people here in St. Louis. There's a lot of good radio stations here in St. Louis. And nobody really ever talks about them. And you know, and and if you and if yeah, I, and once again, the voice of freedom. When I you know when I make a comment about the voice of freedom, I get a cease and desist letter, which still is like okay. Let me think about this for a minute. The lady who runs the voice of freedom, you know, when I say something she doesn't like, she sends me a cease and desist letter. Do you have a, you know? Do you find something interesting with that? I know you're not going to comment on that, but don't you find that somewhat interesting? The person who is for freedom and and being able to talk and being able to say what we want. When I say what I want, I get a cease and desist letter, you know? Duplicity is a thing. <laughs> well, I just don't get it. Okay, well, anyway, enough of that, enough of my rantings. 
at 6.25 in the morning. Enough of my rantings because of the fact that what really, really, really counts is that when, when, you, come, when you come here to the morning BS show, in the morning. BS in the morning, when you come here to this morning show, we are not... This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. That's not us. We're not. We may be vaccinated, but we're not sophisticated. We're not sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> not according to the last couple podcasts I've been listening to. We're we're vaccinated, and you know what? Once again, I say that you know to the point where not like where I say it loud and proud. It's just like you know what? I you know to the point where like I get it. Some people think I've had people, I've had people ask me if I'm vaccinated. They go, well, you you drank the Kool Aid, okay. You know, so maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Because you got vaccinated? Yes. <sighs> because, you know, you, you shouldn't have gotten a shot. You know, you, you wear a mask. Remember when I first, when the first happened, I wore my, my helmet with the, the shield and the mask on? And yes, you gave me one, which came in very handy, I might add. And people made fun of me. I'm going, like, okay. And people for when, always make fun of when you it, because you're... Um... Well, when I first started, I had my I had my industrial You're funny. <laughs> I had my industrial respirator on, and remember I told yes, you. Yes, you did. I ran into a guy. I'm your father. Right, I ran into a guy in a store once that had the complete gas mask, you know, with the little eye holes. <laughs> oh my! And I'm going like I, I. He looked at me, and I looked at him, and we both each ever gave each other thumbs up, you know, because then people were talking about the P95 and the K95. Hey, I had a P100 face mask. You know, the K95s are 95% efficient. P100, 99.9% efficient. Okay, you want, you know, and it's to the point where, once again, you know, why are you wearing a 95% face mask? Shouldn't be wearing a 100% face mask like I have with the, with the big filters, you know, the big pink filters on the outside that not only filter all the viruses, but they filter, you know. I mean, you know, the crazy thing about that is when I wear that, like if I cut the grass, and I wear that, and then when You're I so take, empowered. No, no. When I when I wear it for like two or three hours, I'm cutting the grass. The AM transmitter site. When I take it off, all of a sudden, I smell things because this thing is so efficient. It filters out the smells. You know what I mean? Because when that's you, its job. When you take it off, it's like whoa! I smell grass now, which I didn't before. Anyway, very cool. Yeah. Matter of fact, that comment I just made, that's that comment is also about about my early days in the radio business. Oh, I smell grass. It's six twenty eight. <laughs> Westplex one oh seven point one, AM thirteen fifty crap, and one oh four point five KSLQ, the Trimal Cast. And to uh, together, all three of those, we are BS in the morning. You can check out our website at BS the Morning dot show. Weather's coming up, and you mentioned I haven't talked about Jennifer Forchitsky. She's coming up and uh, last couple days the temperature has been just great. Last night, boy. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. Evenings and this morning, it's just so nice. But here we go again over the weekend. I think it's going to be pushing the 90s today and I believe oh. mid to uh, mid to low to mid 90s over the weekend. So, you know, what's sort of weird about this this season is normally September is the month. Matter of fact, we're actually running ads on the radio station for Hilleman Nursery where lot, September, typically September in the St. Louis area is when you renovate your lawn, meaning you get, you know, you, you, you know, you, you aerate it, you aerate you it, dethatch it, grub put, it, right, put down new, new grass seed because the temperature tends to trail off and we typically get a fair amount of rain in September. Well, I've been by a lot of people's lawns that have really, really nice, nice lawns. You know, ones I drive by all the time, they're like, there's dry spots. And I'm going like, damn, what's going on? You know what I mean? It's just sort of weird at global warming. Everything's global warming, you know? Yeah. You know. Or BS in the morning, one of the two. <laughs> I was in, I went to one of my fast food places yesterday. 
and the intercom didn't work. And it was interesting because he said, you know, place your order at the window, see if driver out to the window, place the order. And I said, hey, what's wrong with your intercom? The guy says, oh, global warming. I go, really? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, everything's global warming. Have you noticed that? Everything. I know, but that was so quippy. I'm, I'm no, but, but come back. Think about that for a minute. I mean, think about like if someone says to you, hey, I got a problem with almost be global warming because that's gotten to the point where everything's global warming. We have a hurricane, global warming. You know, there's a tornado, global warming. You know, and yet you go back in history. Well, now the tornado might okay, be a thing. You go back in history. Go back and and if you if you if you go back and look and I did this one year and I got made fun of, you know when you go back in history and you look at some of the high temperatures in the St. Louis area, you know when they were highest no. temperature in the fifties, like in like in fifty I think like fifty three fifty four fifty five, it wasn't unusual for us to have high temperatures in the summer in the the above one ten. Matter of fact, if you go back and look at the historical charts for, for St. Louis, it's crazy. And then you go back and look in the 30s. Remember, we had this thing called the Dust Bowl in the 30s because it got super dry. And, yep. you know, and, and the, you know, all these fertile areas, especially to the west of us, like in Oklahoma and Kansas and places like that, you know, just dried up and you couldn't farm anything. Like, okay, once again. I, and and what and you know and do I think that that man has had an impact on our environment? Of course I do. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, because of the fact that if you really want to be the puritanical, I mean, every time you put down a road or highway, you change the environment because there's spots that you know that you uh, that you know that are no longer growing things. Matter, matter of fact, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Once again, I'm the nerd. Okay, I've noticed that when you go out to Chesterfield Valley. Any of the new newer places that are built out there, like not any of the places were built like, you know, 20, 30 years ago when they first built up Chesterfield Valley. But if you go out there now, any of the new places, get out of your car and look at the parking lot because you know why? Because they paved paradise and put in a parking lot? Well, they did pave paradise, but they have special asphalt that has holes in it. No, seriously, it's is that a funny? No, 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 for real. It's it's porous, and an, it's an it's, asphalt that has holes. Yes, it's a porous asphalt. It's like it's sort of weird, and if you look, there's typically signs in the parking lot that they put up in the in the parking lot that that are warning signs that warn the snow clearing crews that this is a special surface and to not run their plows over it because it'll just tear it up. It's a porous asphalt where where the rain instead of running you know instead of you know running off of it in you know, like regular asphalt regular concrete runs off into a drain, the water filters down through the asphalt because it's porous. You mean through the assholes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> <laughs> do do I dare do I dare use that one i got that one no recorded. <laughs> no well no <laughs> that is sort of funny but yes the asphalt has assholes right that's what it has <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> it's like years ago i think i told you this one time before i'm flying on southwest we're flying in chicago 
and we have a pretty rough landing in the midway. And the, and the I just going to say stewardess can't say that anymore. The flight attendant gets on the the PA and she says, "Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want you just to give you an update on that run r- landing. It was pretty rough, and I just want you to know that it wasn't the plane's fault. It wasn't the pilot's fault. It was the asphalt." <laughs> That like, is adorable. I'm going like that's a pretty good line. I bet she's used that one before. No, but but it, it's a porous asphalt, and 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 once again, it's to the point where like you know I get it, you know because the whole idea behind it is that if you pave something, you know, like on a highway and a road, there's no more water that gets in. Well, there is some that leaks in through the cracks and things like that, but it's not like it's just regular dirt. So in other words. On a daily basis, every time we build something, every time we put a highway in, every time we put a parking lot, every time we do practically anything, every time you cut your lawn, you're altering nature. Because back 200 years ago, there were no lawnmowers in the lawn. Do you ever think about that for a minute? I mean, think about that. 200 years ago, do you think, like, if you lived, like, in St. Louis, or, like, let's say you lived in St. Louis County or St. Charles County, do you ever think that you'd get a violation, uh, let's go 100 years ago, a violation from St. Charles County because your grass grass was too tall? Because back then, you didn't cut your grass. It just grew. You know, there were no lawnmowers. It's called a prairie. Or either that, or you had a goat. You know, here's some animal, like like you you had had cows on your property that, that, you know, that kept the grass down because they ate the grass. You know, there was no lawnmowers. You know, if you had goats... Or cows, or um, is it goats or sheep that eat grass, or do they both? I think they both eat grass, don't they? You know, I think so. But the kind of dogs that I have, Great yeah. Pyrenees, yeah. they're the protectors of the flock. So that they're tends- nocturnal, and they sit there and they go around the perimeter at night to make sure that there's that their flock is safe. <laughs> Boy, you've given me some really good drops this morning. <laughs> You better stop it. I'm going to cut this break up. There'll be some good ones out of here. I got something you can cut up. <laughs> there, so far, 643. So far, nothing beats, nothing beats. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, Brad, Hil- you're killing me, small. Hillary, what do, you, what do you think about that, Hillary? That was some weird sh- Oh, <laughs> yesterday you're a man child yeah you know i i don't know if i told you this or not i used to be a big big police scanner freak yes brad we all know that and at least and i bought a new police scanner yesterday so i was driving around st charles county and i heard a call go out you know the dispatcher uh you know uh dispatched a call uh you know and and i recorded it and the dispatcher said and i would moon her and they you know they just called the car over to because apparently someone had mooned somebody you know, people that would listen to that, that don't listen to the show, just happen to pop it on, they wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> Shelly was talking about the fact that when her when her daughter would get on the school bus and if she was in a bad mood, Shelly would run in front of the school bus and drop her drawers and moon. I would every- not run in front of the school bus, Brad. I was in the garage. <laughs> She and would, I'd go, hey, Tim. She, she would run in front of the, uh, the the school bus, and the problem was that 
after this happened two or three times, Shelley got in trouble, not because it was like indecent exposure, because of the fact that the, the bus drivers were blind. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have their sunglasses on in time. And when Shelley would moon them, oh, my God. Uh, like they a, were blinded by the light. That's right. <laughs> wrapped up like a douche. I'm not touched. Oh, boy, is another one. <laughs> Six, <laughs> 645. Westplex 107.1. You know, one of my favorite songs. I like that. You ever heard that before? Of course, I've heard it before. That's Mac- but it's a lovely song. That's Macklemore, and once again, none of these producer DJs, Martin Garrix, who gets top billing. I don't. I still don't quite understand that. You know, the the, the DJs like the Calvin Harris's and the David Guetta's and things like that. To me, uh, you know, the the star is the is the vocalist. You know, if it's like one person doing vocal, that's that's the top thing, not the producer. Just like like if we had a producer of the radio station here, which we don't, but if we had a producer, it wouldn't be like. The, the you know the the Joe Blow store show with Shelly and Brad. I mean, we're the ones on the air. Not to try to say like, like we're like the big deal, but like if we're like the people on the air, our producer is like not a part of the show per se. I mean, he's putting it on the air. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people. I do. A lot of people don't even know what a producer on radio does. But if you listen to NPR. You know, can I tell you a weird story? Oh, NPR. Are you going to get on them no, again? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you an interesting story. Remember how Remember how I read the article about the doom scrolling thing? About how yes. people... That, that has really, like, clipped onto your psyche, hasn't well, it? Well, you know, it's one of those things where I read it and I'm going like, okay, maybe I'm one of these people. And to the point where when I try to stay up to date on things and I read all the news sites, and once again, I'm not a guy that just reads like one. I read a bunch of them. I go to Fox News. I go to CNN. I go to MSNBC. I try to really see. And remember, I read that story yesterday that was written. Like, remember how biased it was? Remember the one I read, the news report yesterday that talked about, you know, I mean, obviously it was like anti, I can't remember what it was about. But the point being that I used to listen to NPR a lot. And someone that I know said to me, NPR put you in a bad mood. And I went, what? That's true, it does. (laughs) They said, NPR puts you in a bad mood. And I thought to myself, no, come on. And they go, no, no, seriously. NPR puts you in a bad mood. You stop listening to NPR. And, you know, I haven't listened for like two weeks, and I think they're right. Because, first off, my problem with NPR is it's the government. Your tax dollars pay for that. And it's the most out-of-control, expensive radio there is. In, like, for example, a show like, you, you take any of the shows, like, for example, Jamie Allman is on here in St. Louis with his, on the new station, 104.9. He doesn't even have a board op anymore. He's running his own console. He doesn't have a producer. He's on there by himself. If that were an NPR show, he'd have 10 people working behind the scenes. Now, how is it that a commercial broadcaster can put on a really good morning talk show and do it essentially by himself. But if it were an NPR station, there'd be him and ten people behind the scenes working, and there'd be and they, you know, because and why? How do I know this? Listen to NPR sometimes. The end of the show. We want to thank our staff. There's the associate producer and our li- you know Jim Smith and our librarian. Blah 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 blah. It's like you know, it's like it's it's to the point where there are some things like back in the day that it took like a lot of people to do things, but it doesn't happen like that like that anymore. I mean, like for example, trains. 
used to have like an engineer. You had a guy who was the guy Conductor. who was well, but you still have that kind of people. But there used to be a guy who throw coal into the into the into the burner, and there was a guy that controlled the 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 boiler, and there was another guy that did this, another guy that did that. You know, and to the point where all of a sudden the diesel locomotives came along. You don't need that anymore. You don't need a guy throwing coal in the burner anymore, and those jobs are gone. And once again, some people go, "Well, that's terrible that those jobs are eliminated." Hey, that's the price of 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 you know of of doing business. Well, no, the price of of evolution of things, the price of progress, the price of evolution, the price of progress. You know, I mean, to think about it, like you know, back in the day, you know, there's certain things that you did that required a bunch of people. Now, I mean, like for example, the big thing now, you know, you you kid about the Roomba things. Yeah, I'm just afraid that those Roomba things are going to... I would love a Roomba, but I'm afraid that our dog would leave a mess and it would be splattered everywhere. Okay, do you know Do you know about the Segway company that builds the Segway, the things you stand on? And you know, like, Yes, I would love to learn how to ride one of those. Okay, they now have a lawnmower that they've come out with, which is a totally autonomous lawnmower. Uh-huh. And and what and what's interesting about this one is uh, it it actually it uses what they call differential GPS. There's a there's a thing you get with it, and you you plant it, you put it in your yard. It's like a stick that has like a GPS sensor on it, and and then what you do is the the thing will you 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 have it do your lawn, and at any point in time, it's accurate within two centimeters, which essentially is an inch. So in other words, this thing knows the lawnmower knows where it's at at any point in time within an inch of it. And it automatically uh, puts itself into the charging station automatically, and it's and it doesn't do the ram the the random thing, the Roomba thing, you know, like and it just goes all over the, the you know back and forth and does you know doesn't do this lawnmower cuts paths like would like to the point where like you, the way you cut your grass back and forth and back and forth and back and forth like that it does that and it's totally automatic to the point where. It's just like I told you, I yet yet to do that. It's like when I went to Schnooks the other day, and right in front of me was the automated floor scrubber, the thing that's, you know, driving around the Schnooks store. Nobody on it. It's totally by itself. Once again, there was a job that somebody did in Schnooks that they cleaned the, you know, the floors. There was, you know, then back in the day it would be with a bucket and a mop, and then it got to be where the, where the uh, you know, the automated scrubber where they, you know, the, not the automated, but the guy who would, like, you know, run the thing. Like, you know, some of the bigger stores had, like, a guy who rode it like a golf cart kind of thing. And then there's smaller ones. Like, if you go to the, the Quickie Marts, they have, like, one that the guy runs around like a, like a lawnmower. It's got, like, a handlebar on it, you know, pushes it around, automatically scrubs the floors and sucks the water back up and the whole bit. This thing's totally automated. And once again... It's to the point where like people are like, well, there's a job that's lost. Well, guess what? Nobody probably wanted that job, and they couldn't find somebody to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> to the point where, talk to anybody in business. What, what's the problem right now? Nobody wants to work. That's true. I Did you hear that they were coming out with two new stimulus, stimulus checks? Yes, yes, for radio people, uh, and, they're, and only radio people that work at NPR because they work too hard. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not what you wanted to hear, was it? No. Six fifty seven. <laughs> when when Shelly's done talking to me, the cue for for me to start the commercials is her to give the time. And what aggravates her is when she gives the time and I don't do anything. Or if you she just gets... sit there and talk and talk and blah and blah and you never stop. <laughs> and what does Shelly do when I don't do these commercials when I'm supposed to? What does she do? 
and I would moon her. That's what she does. <laughs> I didn't moon everybody. I just mooned Tiffany. And you know what? When you do, you know, when you do the the thing like when you try to distract me and and give the te- the the time so I play the commercials. You know what I say back to you? What? Whatever it is, the answer's no. That's what I say. What did what did what? Whatever it is, the answer's no. When she what? The answer's no. Whatever it is, the answer is no. Oh yeah, I say that all the time to you. Whatever it is, the answer's no. Always be yourself, unless you suck. You suck. It's six. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and KSOQ. They all make up the Trammel cast for BS in the Morning Dot Show. 705, I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Did I get that right? I'm Shelly, he's Brad. Yep, you did. It is a Friday, and it's my favorite day of the week. I think it comes Friday. I think it comes back from the old days when you went to school. Didn't you always feel good about when you go to, went to school on Friday? Going like, okay, last day, no more school tomorrow. It was, at least for me. Or did you like school? Um, depending on what year it was throughout my journey. Yeah, for the most, for the most part. For the most part? Yeah. Well, I got my GED, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so you never finished high school. I got my GED, bite me very much. <laughs> can, can, you know, can I tell you something? Can I, I, I will say this right now. I'm a guy, and you, you get mad every time I talk about this. I have two college degrees. Oh, Brad, two and, gosh. A, two and a half. I mean, drip, drip, drip. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yes, Brad, you have two worthless degrees. I, I have two worthless degrees. And I'm telling you, if I were to do it over again, I would have dropped out of high school. I'm telling you. Well, that's because you graduated. You should have graduated like a year and a half early. Well, no, but but I mean, think about it for a minute, Okay. I, mean, I am. You know, there's so many things. You never let me not think about it. Well, no. I mean, the point being is that my educator friends would get mad at me when I say this, and so be it. What do you think? But they always get mad at you for the things you say. No, but, but the point being is that hmm. education, think about it. Like, right now, what's the big controversy? The controversy in education is masks and critical race theory, okay? It's like, and by the way, I just didn't mention this. You know, the Francis Howell School District has been, in, you know, for a long time was, you know, sort of ran on the radar. Lately, it's been like on top of the radar because of all this crazy stuff with this critical race theory. And they hired this professor. What is that? You don't know about this? this do, you, do you think I do? It's this whole concept that everything, that the reason we're, we're, where we are today is essentially everything is about race. And the critical race theory is that white people were oppressors and we oppress all the minorities and you and I oppress minorities and that and it's it's the whole it's part of the whole thing the 1619 project that you know that the United States history didn't start in 1776 when we had the revolution uh, you, you know the US history actually started in 1619 when the first slaves came to the United States which ultimately became the United States and I still say now hold on a minute go back and read your theory remember we talked about this uh, Cortez remember when we talked about what he was he was like in Kansas in 1519 or something like that. Anyway, the critical race theory is they hired, Francis Howell hired this this principal, or not, some professor from Mizzou, who they paid like 20... From Mizzou? Yeah, he's a professor from Mizzou. And okay. He, he's a black professor, and he came to... From Mizzou or the zoo? No, Mizzou. Mizzou University of Missouri, <laughs> Columbia. I thought you said... 
He's a professor from the zoo. No. And I'm like. From Mizu. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Okay. okay. And he he's. Oh, he's They hired him to teach the teachers that essentially that they have problems, that they have racial problems, that everybody has a racial problem. Everybody, you know, if you're white, you don't like black people. If you're black, you don't like white people. And, That's not and, true, though. But I, once again, it's this broad sweeping generalization that like saying, like saying all women like shoes, okay? There are well, some women who don't like shoes. And it's like saying all men like to drink beer and scratch and spit. There's some men that don't like to drink beer and scratch and spit. You know what I mean? You can't just group everybody together. It's like saying... All Catholics love Mass, okay? I know Catholics who talk about how they hate going to Mass because it's dull and boring and goes on forever. And there's some Catholics that talk about how they love going to Mass. I, I've never been one, you know, like, well, you know, everyone, most people, you know, most Christians, most Jewish people, most white people, most people live in St. Peter's. It's like, no, you can't say things like that. Because you think about it, like, if you live on a street and you have a neighbor, you know, a neighbor on either side, you neighbor across the street, neighbor high behind you, even though you live in the same neighborhood, those people are all different, aren't they? Aren't your neighbors all different? Everybody's different. Right. but one, No but, matter what nationality you but are. But that would be like saying, well, Shelly lives in this neighborhood where everybody's the same. No, they're not. They're all different. So anyway. Yeah, actually, all of our houses are different as well. We're in one of those neighborhoods. Well, but once again, everything's different. You don't drive the same car that your neighbor drives. And your neighbor doesn't do this and you do that. And your neighbor doesn't My neighbors have... all wear bras. I don't. <laughs> your, neighbor, your, your neighbor has a swimming pool that you actually can swim in. And Shelly's, you, <laughs> Shelly's, you can't. <laughs> Shelly's, you can't. <laughs> and, and matter of fact... I really can't lose weight fast because my face won't keep up. Hold on, that's not the right one. Where is it? I can't find it. Where is where is it when you need it? Uh, uh. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Okay, so the that point... That is a true statement. Okay, so, so the point is they hired this professor from the University of Missouri-Columbia. Is that better? Instead of saying Mizzou. Yes, thank you. Okay. And he, well, I didn't know where you were going, and, and I'm he, like... This guy's a PhD or an EDD, you know, talking about race related. I'm going like, okay, I'm so tired of this. Uh, you know, I mean, like, once again, we're all Americans. You know, if a bomb, if, if, if all of a sudden some traumatic thing happens like 9-11, you know, almost 20 years ago, 20 years ago tomorrow, matter of fact, if 9-11 would happen again today or some traumatic effect, nobody would care anymore. Every, we'd all come together as Americans. We wouldn't be we really black and. You know, I have to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Um, I was there um, on the sidelines when um, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz came to Bowie uh, from the airport, and you could not tell that there was a country divided. I, I, I once it again, it was it was beautiful. I agree. It was really. Really, I agree with beautiful you. and well done. There were and uh, just something to behold. There were people standing watching that procession who were vaxxers and anti-vaxxers and people who love white people and hate white people and love black people and hate black people. You know what I mean? Everybody was there, and you're exactly they right. They were. They and came. They were. It it really was just a. Um, for such a tragic moment, it was beautiful. They came together for a common goal. They came together yes. for, a, for a, and, and once again, 9-11. It united us as a country. As terrible as that it may did. sound. A it, it truly did. A traumatic, terrible thing happened to us. And all yes. of us as Americans went, this is bad. This is not good. 
Remember, there's the classic thing where they had the, a bunch of Democrats and a bunch of the Republicans on Capitol Hill, and all of a sudden they broke out in America the Beautiful. And I'm like, well, that would never happen again. Do you think Nancy Pelosi would would stand next to to uh, to Chuck, you know, to Mitch McConnell and sing a song nowadays? No, they'd they'd be scratching each other's eyes out nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Nancy so Pelosi okay, let me go back to this. In the so knees. they hired this guy from University of Missouri, Columbia who is a black gentleman, a professor, to teach the teachers that they're all essentially racist. And I, and I know people are going to go, I can't believe he said that. That's essentially what it comes down to. And that's the whole critical race theory. And there's this whole problem that they're teaching this in the school districts. And what happened in, in Parkway, I think it was Parkway uh, or Rockwood, one of the districts where they're teaching this, and one of the administrators sent out an email to all the teachers saying, hey, we're going to do this this program, and but don't ever admit that we're doing it. Something to that effect. You know, in other words, if a teacher asks you, oh, no, we're not doing that, but yet they're doing it. Okay. So they they had, there's been a lot of controversy at the Francis Howell School District school board meetings and things like that. So the other day, I think it was Monday, no, it wasn't Monday, Monday was holiday, Tuesday, Mark Reardon, the guy who was afternoons in 97.1, interviewed the superintendent from the Francis Howe School District. And I have to tell you, all four of my kids went through Francis Howe. All, all four of them did. And I, I say, for the most part, um, you know, my, my, my two middle kids, my oldest son had a terrible experience with a particular principal at his high school, ultimately causing him to drop out of and once again, was my son an angel? No, he was not. But he was not treated properly. He could have, he could have been treated better. But he was singled out. And once again, I know that sounds like, oh, you're just saying that. No. Once again, my son did some things where, that were not good. But by the same token, he got overly, shall we say, scrutinized, and to the point where, where if I told the whole story sometime, you know, people would say, and I, and I, I had a lot of problems with it. Okay. Anyway, let's move past that. So he, the, the superintendent is being interviewed by Mark Reardon, and he is asking, Mark is asking these questions, and the guy won't answer. He's like a politician. Mark Reardon, and got to the point where Mark Reardon finally was saying, I'm going to ask you a question, yes or no. And he would ask him a question, and, well, that's because, blah, blah, blah. And he go, no, 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 yes or no. Or you do, well, that's because, blah, 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 blah. And, go like, and then what's interesting is th- he finally said, yes, we're teaching race, racial issues. And Mark would say, why is that? Because the students demanded it. Now, let me ask you something. When you were in high school, okay, if you went to the principal and said, I demand you, you have a, a program on, on dressing for success and, and what kind of shoes women should wear, what do you think the principal would say? Get the hell out of my office, right? <laughs> right. No, the principal would probably say, let's make a class for that and call it... Um, being your best you 101 you know that would never happen you know you know that's not actually accurate because when i was in high school you went to fancy schmancy high school you went to clayton high school where they they taught how to you know they taught etiquette and they taught you how to put your little finger in the air when you you know when you you, you, little, you when little you, pinky, you pinky in the air when you drank things and they taught you they you, had it wasn't it was not um what is it home math it was a class on basically being your best you. But they, they had a hairdresser come in. But that's and the, they took. But that's this the girl. Old, that's the um, old days. Out of the crowd, and she was. Um, Can you demure hold, hold, and hold, hold. Um, very shy? Hold on a minute. And they gave her this beautiful, you know, trendy haircut, and her life changed. Okay, 
I, okay, interesting thing. That happened in your in days at Clayton High School, okay? Can yes. you imagine if they did that today? There would be so much pushback on that. Oh, my God, that's terrible. There would be. That people, the, a person came in, and they cut her hair, and they did things, and they made her more feminine. That's terrible. You shouldn't have done that. And okay, so, so, so you're not agreeing with me, but once again. No. Well, so you, you, you're telling me that the students were, were asking for more race-based education? At the Francis House That wasn't race-based. It was But get what I'm saying. Situation. I mean, this is what the principal kept saying. Well, it's because the students demanded it. Because the students, because we try to cater to the students. I call the hugest BS in the world. Find me a school district that caters to the students. That if students, like, that would be like saying, hey, we want to learn more about hip-hop. Will you have a hip-hop class? No, we're not doing a hip-hop class. Sorry. You know, we want to learn more about, like, let's say, let's say a bunch of students. But, you know, that's why they have all these extracurricular activities that aren't really um, but they're not, associated with school. But they're not part of the educational process. They're not You're part right, of. You're right. They're not. Because they're not the part of the curriculum. have changed the way that they do business. And then the things that the, the kids aren't doing in school that we did, um, they're outside influences. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Francis House School District has some fairly rural area in it. Matter of fact, once uh, it, well, a lot of people don't realize this, but the Francis House School District meets the Washington School District. The Washington School District actually crosses over the county line in the city of Washington, Missouri. The Washington School District actually goes almost all the way to Defiance in St. Charles County. And really? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, the France, the southern border of the Francis Howell School District is the northern border of the Washington High School. If you live in Augusta, you go to Washington High School. If you live in, and it's actually in Warren County, if you live in Dutso or Marthasville, you go to Washington School District. If you live in Defiance, you go to, you go to Francis Howell. Okay, so there's a lot of rural area south of Highway 40. You go along a highway, you know, once you get south of Highway 40 on 94, on Double D, on T, all those highways back there, it's pretty rural, okay? Let's say a bunch of guys showed up at the, the school, a bunch of you know high school students, like let's say there's like 20 guys and one gal who showed up at the Board of Education meeting for Francis Howell and say, hey, we live out in the country, down here in God's country in the southern part of St. Charles County. We want a firearms class. We want a class to teach us how to shoot guns. Do you think there would be a snowball's chance in hell there would be a firearms class at a Francis Howell school? Not now, but you don't know what's going to happen 10 years down the line. It would never happen now. They would throw them out. We're not doing firearms class. We're, that's terrible. We're not teaching people how to shoot guns. You know, our, our, let's say, let's say, let's say Shelly decided she wanted to have a class on. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Scratching and spitting. <laughs> and then she said, she said, she said to the school board, I want to have, I'm a female. But I want to show that I'm really sort of masculine, and I want I want a class on how women should learn how to scratch themselves and spit. And do, do you think there'd be a class on that? Or nowadays, nowadays, like let's say let's say they want to have a class on on conservative politics. I want to have a class on why why Donald Trump was the best president we ever had. Do you think that would ever happen? Let's say let's say a hundred students showed up. Let's say a thousand students showed up and said, "We want a class on why Donald Trump was the best president ever." Do you think the Francis Howell School District would institute a class? Well, we had a thousand students say we wanted to have a class on on why Donald Trump's the best president. No, they'd throw him out. They go, "No, we're not doing that because he was a terrible president." You know what I'm saying? 
I didn't think he was that bad. I'm saying, but once again, you know, the the point and the interesting thing was, I listened to the superintendent. And At I least he to, can say a coherent sentence. No, I thought to myself, this guy should run for office. This guy's a politician. He won't answer a question. And and was Mark Reardon being rude to him? No, he, but the guy, it would be like if I said, Shelly, what color's your car? And you go, well, it depends on what light it's in. Okay, if you're driving down a highway and 10 people saw your car drive by, what color would your car be? People, well, well, it depends on how fast I'm going. No, it doesn't. <laughs> what color is your car? Well, it's different color in different shades of, it's different color in the morning that is different in the afternoon because the morning sun has a certain Kelvin temperature to it and the afternoon sun has a certain Kelvin temperature. Shelly, your car's white. Just say your car's white. No, I can't say that. It's you know pearl. I mean? No, but you see, once again, you just said it's it. white pearl. But if night, tricolor, uh, triple coat. If you found a hundred people and you put your car in a parking lot and you said, "Okay, what color Shelly car in a parking lot?" Ninety-nine of them would say would say white, and the one nerd who was like the body shop guy would say, "Well, that's Dupont fifty-two oh three. You know what I mean? He would, he, yeah, I do. Know he what would you have mean. he would have the paint number. You know, he would go. You know, and that and it, you can say that's a triple coat pearlescent finish, and you could say that it was buffed out with with you know Dupont sixty-five oh two polishing compound. Okay, Mister Nerd. You know, it's white. Well, it's not really white. It's not. You know, technically, it's not. Okay, fine, whatever. Get what I'm saying? Yes, and, I do. But here's my it's still pearlized white. Here, let me go back to my point. Here's my point in education. What is okay? your point, Brad? My point in education is what are they? You know, they don't teach shop anymore. They don't teach. You know, there's which, by the way, when I was cleaning out the garage with the missionaries, I found the the um, dustpan that I made in sixth grade. And once again, they don't teach that anymore. They really don't, and that is a shame. And what's the problem nowadays? Talk to, talk to Caleb Hunter. Talk to all these people. Talk to one of our clients, American Trade School. There, there are people graduating from high school that have no job skills. Yet, yet once again, there could be in in high school senior that could be introduction to auto body, introduction to auto mechanics, introduction to electric to electric electronics introduction to to uh, you know HVAC introduction to welding I mean in high school I welded actually in junior high I welded I did all sorts of other crazy things you don't do that anymore and not only that what's crazy about it is because because here's the problem you know what the problem is no what do all the teachers and all the administrators what do they all have in common what is the one commonality between every single teacher in the school district every principal every administrator every superintendent what's the common denominator they're all degreed exactly they all have college degrees so what do they say you need to go to college you need to get a degree just like me no not the case i told you before if i had to do over again i'd have never gone to school i'd never gone to college <laughs> waste of my time waste of my money waste of my money the most important things I've learned, I've learned from the workplace, and I've learned on my own. And like right now, what do and I learn? And from Camille Winter, which, by the way, was not worthless. And and from YouTube. How many times do I go to YouTube now and learn how to do things? I, I If I told you something I did yesterday... They didn't have YouTube back then. No, 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 no. I'm saying today. Today, you know, because of the fact that, you know, I, I learned a skill yesterday, and I went out and bought the tool... And I exhibited that school, that skill yesterday. I mean, what it, was that? I can't tell you. If I told you, you would laugh your butt off. But I would laugh my butt off anyway. It was a problem that I was fixing, and I went to YouTube, and I thought to myself, you know what? 
I've seen this done before. I'm going to figure out how these guys did it. And I went and sure enough, I found this video of this Canadian guy who had this little $10 tool. And I'm going like, interesting. You know, and with the crazy thing is I had one of those tools and I didn't know what it was. I, I had, someone gave me this tool a long time ago and I lost it. And I, you know, somebody says, you might come in handy sometime. And I thought, okay, fine. You know, because, and, and quite honestly, now that I saw how I was used, I thought to myself, interesting. You know, I mean, I'm the guy that's got HVAC gauges, okay? I got, and, and you know what's other crazy about this? I, I, I've, I shouldn't tell you this. You know, I've got my, my EPA 608 Type 1 HVAC license from the government. I have an EPA certification that I can work on HVAC systems, but I actually on, on small systems. So the other day, I saw this thing where I, there's what they call Type 1, Type 2, Type 3, and Universal. There's three different classifications. I'm Type 1, which is the lowest. There's a class you can pay $250 for. You can take it online, and you used to have to go to a place to take the test, you don't even have to do that anymore because you know why? They changed the rules because of COVID-19. You can take the test from your house. You don't have to go to a testing center anymore to take the FC, the, the, the EPA certification for HVAC. And the interesting thing about it is this particular school, I think it was 500 bucks. You know, and, and it, you know, it, it, it just to get your license. You don't really learn how to do anything with HVAC. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you can take this class and you can go out and fix air conditioners. It's just the license to be able to do that, okay? But the crazy thing about it is they, they, they say unlimited number of tests. So in other words, if you flunk 30 days from now, you can take it again. And 30 days from now, you can take it again. You can take it again for the next two years if you flunk every time. I'm going like, okay. And once again, the trade schools, you can go to learn how I mean, you know, what are the things that nobody can find? Electricians, HVAC guys, plumbers, auto body people, mechanics, you know, all those all things that nobody can find anymore because they don't teach them in school and the principals are still worried still too worried about critical race theory and black and white and Chicano and and and, and whatever everything else. Teach something where people can make a living and and change their lives for the rest of their lives. Not goofy, weird crap that's going to change when we get a different president and the politics go another direction. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's all the time. <laughs> right. So that's nothing new. Okay. It's 727. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And we're on Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and KSOQ, the Trimalcast. The web address is bsthemorning.show, and that's the web address for our morning show, which uh, if you can listen to the show, if you can't listen to the entire thing, and I know you want to, you can listen to the uh, podcast we get done afterwards. And, you know, once again, every week, more and more and more podcast listeners. It's really sort of interesting. Yeah, a friend of mine actually was like, oh, I heard the most interesting podcast. And I'm like... Well, hmm. What was it? Wasn't us? Was it? <laughs> no, it was not actually. Okay. Well, that's we're the least interesting podcast. Um, no, we're kind of interesting. No, uh, kind is uh, being generous. Okay. Tomorrow is nine eleven. Twenty years ago. It's hard to believe. Twenty years ago. Do you? Where were you when you found out? I was driving down two seventy. Really? And you heard it on the radio? I did, and I thought it was the War of the Worlds. You know, kind of thing like the DJs because they were shock jocks. Well, which is really not my deal, but um, I just happened to be listening to them. Okay, but when did the realization hit? Because at first, when the first plane hit the Trade Center in New York, it is through this through the 
the the decades there have been planes that have hit various buildings in dc i mean in new york that were accidents and when the first plane hit people were thinking oh it's an accident when did you realize it wasn't an accident um when the second plane hit and that's and that's and that what what station were you listening to I don't remember the station. I remember it was a couple of shock jocks, and I think it was Bob and Tom, but I'm not sure because I don't really like shock jocks, but I just happened to have that on. I was button pushing, and this is, of course, before I found out about the lovely KSLQ 104.5, and I just remember thinking, shame on them for... uh, making fun uh, i thought i really did think it was like a war of the worlds thing but they were being and then i called my husband who uh worked for the faa i worked for the faa as well and um he's like no it really happened was he was he, he, said, at, wor- I, was he at work when this happened he was yes wow so what kind of a day was it for him um, it was it was pretty intense. Um, air, he was not air traffic. We were area facilities. We we um, worked on the equipment that the controllers use and that the planes use, and we certified that. So uh, the controllers got, and I could be wrong, and I I don't know the answer. That's the correct number, but it was over fifteen hundred planes that were down within an hour. But wasn't that like even though your husband and you were not? I mean, your husband was at work at the FAA out at Lambert, right? He had an office out at Lambert, correct. right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Even though he wasn't in, actually in the air traffic control and ATC kind of guy, wasn't it sort of an all hands on deck kind of moment where everybody sort of, you know came together and tried to figure out what was going on and how you're going to do it wasn't it that kind of a deal i'm trying to think all hands on deck no it really wasn't an all hands on deck thing because they didn't tell me to come in because what i did was i left no, no, i stopped no. what i was doing no, i'm not well, talking well, i was driving i'm not talking I turned about you around went and picked tiffany up from school and uh, went over to my LBFs. Okay, I'm not talking about you, but your husband. He's at oh. work. He's at Lambert. You're not. You're not working that day. Okay, you're off that. Correct. Day. Okay. Yes. You're off that day. Your husband's at work. He's out at the at Lambert. Didn't somebody grab him and say, "Hey, Dave, we need you in here." Y- yeah, he was one of those people. Yes. Right. That's what I'm saying. In other words, he when when the stuff hit the fan, and you always say the, deca- the defecation contact of the rotary oscillator. Right. He was put into action with something he normally didn't do. Correct. Yes. All all the uh, technicians and uh, airways facilities were doing that. Right. And that's what I meant about all hands on deck. In other words, he was Correct. not. He was not. They didn't call people in. Right. They just but, um, they just grabbed the people who were not typically the frontline ATC and and approach departure controllers and things like that everybody was sort of working on that right correct yes and and at at, the, at some point the order came down to ground all planes and that's what everybody at Lambert and that's what ev- all the air traffic control centers did around you know, the country it was a nationwide thing right and i mean i have to give the professionals um, as air traffic controllers their props because um, I didn't take, you know, b- back then, you know, phones weren't really a big thing. I mean, they were, but they weren't. And um, I didn't take a picture, but there was not one spot left on that runway. I, right, right. They brought in all the planes and they put them they down. They brought in all the planes. They landed them on the runway. 
and and they and they, I mean they were within an hour. And the deal was across and, the nation. And if you know anything about, I, you know, I I used to fly helicopters, and it was funny because I'm the worst at navigation because we never have to, you know, we never navigated. We just got up in the air and we flew. We didn't have to fly file a flight plan or anything like that. So to me, I'm the world's worst navigation person. But they have what they call they call highways in the sky. They have they have all sorts of weird names to them. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? There's like that. If you ever listen to like pilots that say, "Oh, the air traffic controller," or say, "You know, okay, uh, you know, climb to fifteen thousand feet and proceed on or, or, or origami or something like that," they have weird names, and and they're essentially highways in the sky. And when if you're flying from like let's say from New York City to St. Louis, you may be routed on five or six or seven of those different i can't remember what they call them it's terrible i should know what that is but i don't anyway that all went out the window because they're essentially saying any of the aircraft that were close to st louis even if they're flying from like new york to la or if they're flying from dallas to minneapolis and they were over st louis they were told to land in st louis correct I don't know the answer to that question. Well, I mean, they were they they were vectored. They were they were told to they 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 were. If they were if if they were a certain amount of clicks away from the airport or the airspace, you know, that's what they did because right. we had the tracon working. Right. We also had the tower. Right. They brought them down. In other words, they their their routes were interrupted, and they were told, okay, disregard Correct. your flight plan, and you're going to land at Lambert. You're going to use, you know, you you know, you're going to come in from the east. You're going to use runway, you know, three zero right. And when you get off three zero right, you know, use taxiway Alpha to Bravo and park your plane. Right. That's what they were doing. Right. Yes. And, and they were everywhere. I know. And it was like that for two days. And you could literally go and stand on the runway, which is what some of us did. Stand on the runway and um, at the end of the runway with all these planes. It was uh, surreal. So the day after, on the 12th of September, did you, yes. did you work? I did. If I'm not mistaken, 9-11 was a Tuesday. I I, I, I I don't know the answer to I that question. I think it was a Tuesday. And so so on the 12th, you went to work. What did you do on the 12th? Honestly, I, I can't remember. But you said you went out on the runway, and normally you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. Were you just out walking around? Nobody would do that. You can't sit there and lay on a runway. It's and that's, impossible. That's what you did? You went outside and laid on the runway? <laughs> she, well. She won't answer that because it would get her in trouble. <laughs> But in other I words, refuse to answer on the grounds that it may incriminate me. In other words, there was no the the airport was except no wasn't 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 the Air National Guard still in St. Louis back then? They were yes, but they were flying out of Lambert, weren't they? Didn't they scramble yes. them? They were flying, right? Yes, they were. So the only planes that were up in the air were military. Are you know there were certain planes that were allowed to fly, but they were like emergency clearance. They were like. You know, they were like certain planes that were... I actually think that they were not allowed to fly, not for two days. Nobody? Nope. Except for the military flights. So the, I don't know the answer to that question. The only thing that flew out of Lambert was the Air National Guard. Okay. I mean, I, I'm assuming that because I know... Are you asking a question? Because well, I don't know the answer. Okay, you don't know that. Okay, but, but the point being is you as a FAA employee would never go out on the runway. And on that day, on the 12th, you were able to walk out on the runway at Lambert. 
Yes. And you so there was over 4,000 planes that were taken out of the air. Right. But you walked out into the Lambert, on the runway in Lambert, and it was dead silence. There was no engines running and no planes taxiing, no planes landing or no taking off. And it was just sort of surreal. Correct. I mean, and what, what did you say, like, to your fe- fellow employees, the fellow FAA people? What were you talking about? I, I you know, I, I can't remember, Brad. I can't remember. I just remember making it a priority to put the flag on the tower. You did what now? I put the flag, American flag on the tower. You did that? I did. On the air traffic control tower? I did. Is there normally a flag on the tower? Not hanging from the tower... Uh, it's not a cockpit, but whoa, whoa, not whoa, whoa, hanging whoa, whoa. from the tower itself. So do you mean to tell me that you, Shelly Barr, the day after 9-11, went up Actually, on... Actually, it was the day. A, a 9-11? No, you, the day after, yes. You went after. to your job at the FAA, and you went up in the tower with an American flag, and you hung it off the air traffic control tower? Yeah, one of those big flags. I got it from the airport. Wow. Who gave you that authority? I actually just did it. Seriously? Mm-hmm. How did you put it up there with like cable ties or something like that? Because it wasn't a flagpole. Yes. You, just, you 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 hung it from. There's like a railing. Isn't there like a railing, like an observation railing? You can walk out there or something there like is, that. Around the around the control tower. Yes. Okay. And you walked out there and hung that flag and cable tied it to the railing. Yes. You Shelley Barr. Yes, Brad. And but but see, you're like you, that. That makes you like this incredible person. Which you are already. But, no, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It makes me sad because our country was um, taken to the ground. So, so, huh. so, did anybody say, Shelly, you can't do that? Or, Shelly, that's a great idea. You just did it on your own? Yeah, I, I told my boss because I had to get a flag. And where'd you get the flag from? I either got it from Lambert or the um, Air National Guard. I can't remember. And they gave you one? Yes. And it was a big one? Huge. Like like 10 feet, 20 feet? It's the one that it, it was the as big of a flag as they used when, um, like what they used with uh, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. Those huge flags at the fire department. Um, they hang hangs. from air, aerial trucks, yes. Yes. Right. It was that big. And was it hard to get up there? I mean, like. It, you... was, it was hard, yes. Wow. And how long did it stay up there? Um, it stayed up there for quite a while, actually. A week? Month? I don't know, Brad. I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> I think I have that one. Yes, you do. <laughs> and if you didn't play it, that would be great. Oh, hold on a minute. Brad, I don't I remember yesterday. It. And the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. <laughs> Which... Is a true statement. Brad, I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> you said it the exact same. Shelly, can I tell you something? What? I am thoroughly impressed. Why? What you did. <laughs> there are people doing it across the nation. Yeah, but, but once again, it sort of goes to my point of like the crap where we're at right now with 
all the stuff that like you know the you know the the weird stuff that's going on you know all the you know the 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 you know the problem with the Michael Brown thing and all the racial stuff and and the Antifa and the you know the people on January 6th at at the Capitol building and you know and all these you know these factions you know the Democrats hate the Republicans and the conservatives and you know and you can't be conservative enough you have to be ultra conservative you have to be you can't be a rhino and you can't be this and you can't be that if you're a Christian we don't like you because we're Jewish and we're Islamic and you know everybody hates everybody else and what you're saying is um, you did that on your own well I, I did get approval from my boss but yes and your boss normally would have if you like let's say it would have been September 10th and things are moving along great and Shelly Barr comes up with this crazy idea hey boss I'm going to climb up I'm going to get on the air traffic control tower and I'm going to hang an American flag what, have you, what, have you, what, what would your boss have said on the day before yeah day before it's, it's, there, it's, he, it's, he would probably have said no and he would have said what kind of crazy weird idea is that right I don't know. Well, think about it for a minute. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, you're being modest. He would have said, Shelly, that's a stupid idea. We don't hang flags from the air traffic control tower, right? Probably. Or something. He wouldn't have said it was a stupid idea. Dave would never have said that, but. Um, Dave was, your husband was your boss, or is this another Dave? No, it was another Dave. Okay. There were like five Daves. <laughs> So he went by David. <laughs> Lots of Daves, you know, five Daves, no way. He actually right? was Shelly's David. Shelly's David. Okay. So I'm impressed. God, that, 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 you know, that is sort of, you know, one of those things. It's like, wow, I know somebody who did something. There's a lot of people that did something. Well, but see, see, here's the interesting thing for me. The interesting thing, um, you know, for me is when you see things like this, people's true colors come out you know what i'm saying yes you see the best of humanity and the worst of humanity exactly you see the people who are doing what they can to help out and you see the jerks that are trying to game the system you know i mean you know you know what i'm saying i mean yes i do right you see the people who who are like you know i mean like for example you know yesterday or the day before with when when you know lance corporal schmitz came back to st louis 98% 98% of the people there were like, or 99.9% of the people were there to, you know, to pay tribute. And there were some jerks going like, he got what he deserved, right? There was, you know, some jerks. I, I did not hear that. But there were people no. that thought that. Because we have people. I'm sorry? We have people in our country that think that all the time. They they may have, but they were not there. But they may not have verbalized it. But you know what I'm saying? There's always somebody who's going to say, this country sucks. It's no good. You know, I hate the St. Louis area. St. Charles County sucks. It's got too many Republicans. I say, move on. I, See ya. I agree. Bye-bye. I agree. You know, back in the old days, you know, in the hippie days, you know, when the, the hippie hi- dippy days. Well, the, the phrase was America, <laughs> love it or leave it. Remember, the, you know, all the all the rednecks would say, if you don't like it, leave it. If you, you think Cuba's better, go live there. You think you think living in the Russia's better, go live there. And to a certain extent, it's true. I remember. I agree with all that. I remember years ago, a guy said to me, and it was so, and it was so weird. He said, out of the clear blue, there was something about something going on with there's controversy with our country. And the guy looked at me and he goes, "You know why they? You know," he says, "You know why there are fences on on our borders?" I go, "No, why is that?" He says, "It ain't to keep people in." <laughs> it hit me. I'm going like, you know what? He's got a point. If you don't like it, 
you can jump on a plane and you can leave. You can go down to Mexico. You can go down to you know Texas or Arizona or California. You can cross over the border. You can go in in Mexico. And, you know you can go. You know you can go. You know there are a lot of places on our northern border where you know like matter of fact there's some place I think it's in it's in Maine someplace where there's a subdivision where like you go to the end of the street and I've seen this story about this. You go to the end of the street and there's a lot that they didn't build a house on because if they would have built a house on the lot. Part of the house would have been in Canada, you know, and you can walk down this. That's so funny. No, you can walk down this street and you can walk, uh, you know, through this residential area and you can walk through this field and you're in Canada. You're in another country and there's no border patrol. There's no nothing. You just all of a sudden you're in Canada. You're in another country. And the point being, you know, what he said, I can't remember who said that. And to point, I'm going like, God, I never thought about that. And once again, it's like, you know, I'm old enough to remember the Berlin Wall, you know, East and West Germany, you know, and, and people who were in East Germany wanted to be in West Germany, but nobody in West Germany wanted to be in East Germany. You know, and there was nobody, or maybe there was some crazy nut that decided, I don't like freedom. I want to be in East Germany where they tell me what to do all day long. I'm going to cross the border. But yet it was once those, one of those things. And I guess the thing that bothers me is sometimes on a daily basis, you see government officials and some people will say what happened happened with our president yesterday that what he's doing is he's essentially taking our freedoms away you know yeah i get it it's the pandemic thing the whole bit but he came out and he said he's going to do this 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 you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this and if you do this i'm going to fine you fourteen thousand dollars you know and if you and if the fourteen thousand dollars fine is good enough i'm gonna throw you in jail he didn't say that but he did say he's going to sign fine you for you know because that's what they're doing you heard the latest thing they're going to use osha to enforce the vaccine vaccine deal they're going to do what please they're going to use osha to to uh, to push the vaccine deal in businesses. Because really? just like you have to have, you know, like you had to wear steel-toed shoes because of OSHA regulations, government regulations. And uh-huh. if you're climbing a tower, you have to have the gear. And, you, you know, if you're working in a construction site, you have to have the, you know, the, the hard hat. If you don't have that, you, the OSHA guy shows up and he fines you. And the, if, if it's a severe fine, you get a $14,000 fine. They're going to do the same thing with the, with the, the COVID-19 vaccination vaccinations if you're if you're a government employee and you don't have the uh you know the thing they're going to say well if you don't get the vaccine you don't have a job anymore and if you're a private sector employee they're going to say okay osha violation is you're going to uh, spread a transmissible disease and if you don't get the vaccine we're going to fine your employer fourteen thousand dollars a day for every day you don't have the vaccine for each employee that doesn't have the vaccine so if you got 10 people working for you that's one hundred forty thousand dollars a day we're going to find your company and think about it in a week you'll be out of business Maybe in our case, in about ten minutes, you'd be out of business. Do you think that they're going to be doing that? Uh, well, once again, it's like it's like they say. No, I'm asking. Do you? I think that what they'll do is like with most things, they'll make examples of people. They'll find some company that the boss. <laughs> what says, are they going to do? Sit there and what? No, Never mind. They'll find. I'm the, not even going to put out that visual because it's Friday. They'll find a company. And we're almost done. They'll find a company that's not compliant, and then they'll you know like for example, I get these emails from EPA. And and all these other organizations, because, you know, I don't know why they send me emails, but they do. And it's all about, well, we found this person that didn't do this right. And we fined them $150,000 and we ripped off their toenails. And we made them watch Bette Midler movies we all night long. We took their firstborn right? and put them firstborn, in for, uh, you know, public school. And once again, they send those out because of the fact that they want us to go on here and go, wow, if you don't do this, the government's going to do this. They make examples of people. Anyway, they do. We're, we're way behind. Kind of like can, how you make he... an example of me. <laughs> Every day, I might add. <laughs> the example of you is this. 
I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Okay, can I tell you something? And I mean this. I'm going to be as sincere as I can be. And, you know, normally I'm not very sincere. I am very impressed with what you did on the day after 9-11. You climbing up on the FAA control tower, putting an American flag up there. I am thoroughly, absolutely, positively impressed. And I'm glad to know you. Well, thank you, Brad. I mean, it wasn't as valiant as, as you're making it, but you thank you. Okay, that was very sweet of you to say. We're way behind. 754. Oh, probably not. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. I'm sorry. I just can't get enough of that. I was like, <laughs> did you put that on the back end of that commercial? No. I was going to lose it. Okay, we're done. Uh, tomorrow, 9-11, 20th anniversary. Um Think about how things have changed since then. I mean, and you know, it has. It's a different world. Yeah, it's. But but to a certain extent, it's not. To a certain extent, it's the same old world. But in some ways, it's better. And it, I have to be honest with you. I think in some ways, it's worse. There was something I read just yesterday that there are people that are saying we should not focus on nine eleven. When she would, we should not tell the story of who the people were that flew the planes into. You know, I'm going like, okay, why are we doing this? You know, that would be like saying. Um, you know, uh, once upon a time, that would be like, that would be like, I would, uh, my counter that would be like, okay, then why are you taking down the Robert E. Lee statue? Let's just leave it up. You know, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. yeah that was sad. I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't, I don't quite get it. I mean, is St. Louis a better I place? I don't get it either. Since the Civil War statue's gone and, and the, and the, the Columbus, I, the Columbus statue, I don't, I don't understand that one at all. I'm going like, I totally don't understand that one. I do and I don't, but you know, but. I'm surprised that uh, the Lewis and Clark's statue from old town st charles is still up there supposedly there's people i mean that don't want, you think that there's people uh, that, Sacagawea was a uh prisoner there are people that want to take that one down i mean i've already heard that heard people talk about taking that one down and you know you know my that's model, a shame my, that is really a shame you know i say there should be no statues no statues at all no statue of anybody Oh, so you're you're the anti-statue dude. Well, because of the fact, look what happens. One day we revere these people, the next day they're terrible. You know, one day we look that's, at that's just human nature. But that's sad. So not don't don't cause the problem by putting statues up. Just take them all down. I don't think there should be a Stan Musial statue. Mm mm. <laughs> Seven fifty eight. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, say a prayer tomorrow. Have a moment of silence. And uh, this has been BS in the morning. Peace and I fly. Here's your weatherology forecast for the Westplex. Lots of sunshine outside today with daytime highs approaching 87. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies. Tonight, lows level off around 69. Daytime highs approaching 94. Tomorrow, sunny skies. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. The current temperature is brought to you by Extreme Electrical, the company that will fix your shorts. Currently, it's 57 degrees. To everything, there is a season, and now is the perfect season to renovate your lawn. Hi, I'm Abby with Hillerman Nursery and Florist. The friendly staff at Hillerman's can help you choose the best items for your needs, such as Hillerman grass seed mixes that are specially blended